welcome to the Miss Inclusivity, the podcast. Um, today's episode, we are going to touch on finding your love for teaching. And I'm joined by the lovely Miss Monique, who is known as Learning with Miss Monique on Instagram. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, lovely. Thanks for joining on the podcast. I'm so excited. This is my Thank first recording with a collaboration. Are you excited? I'm excited and I'm nervous, but I'm so happy that I'm the first one. That's yes. Lucky first <laughs> one. It's so exciting. And as we're always going to start every podcast, we're going to start it with uh, what made you want to be a teacher? I think like any other, I feel like any other girl, everyone always says, you're so good with kids. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. So like my whole life, I've been ba- babysitting, nannying, all that type of stuff. And yeah, I'll probably dive into this later on in the podcast, but it took me a really long time to figure out what my passion was. And I really went through a lot of ups and downs trying to find it. And yeah, got a job doing primary tutoring and then thought, why don't I do teaching? And really funny, I actually, in my U6 farewell video, we got asked what we wanted to be when we grew up. And I said, a teacher. No way. And I completely forgot about it. And then I was just like, why didn't I follow my dream then? Like, why did I wait five years out of high school to do it? But yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so lovely that like you found that memory again. That's so cute. I love that. Um, And then what brought you to the Teachergram? I actually didn't know Teachergram was a thing, if I'm being (laughs) honest. I, I had no idea. And I actually... I think I was just sending photos to my boss at work of like resources and she's like, these are really cute. And I was just like, I'm just going to make an Instagram for it. Like I had an Instagram for my plants when I was obsessed with those and I didn't tell anyone in my life about it. Like my partner only found out about it when I hit like 600 followers. Like I was not embarrassed by it, but I was just really like, it was like my own little secret kind of thing. And then like, I told my dad about it because he's really good with like the whole content and like Instagram thing. So he helped me a bit. And then, yeah, I had no, if I had known what Teachergram was like, my God, I would have done this 10 years ago. Like, Oh, I feel it's you. The like best. it's crazy. When did you start yours? Did you start yours last year in 2021? I think it was May of last year. Yeah. So yeah, literally I... like when it was like one of like the hardest points of my career and I was just like, I felt like I need, like, I remember my first post was just like literally me like vomiting out how I felt. Yeah. Like that's why I'm so happy for today's topic. Like it was literally just me like saying how I just never thought I'd find a career for me. And then I made like, I can't imagine if I hadn't have made Teachergram. Yeah. And I feel wild. like this podcast is so much better because as much as you can like say stuff on Instagram, you can type out as much as you want and you can do stories and stuff, but hearing yeah. it on a podcast and actually being able to, blurt it all out and everybody able to actually put a voice to the story like everybody's going to understand everybody like those people that saw that first post of yours and now they're going to hear it today they're going to be like oh I get it now that was her yeah that's I'm so excited to say love this okay (laughs) what has been the highlight of your teaching career so far so I haven't even done my first prac yet because of COVID wow so I I'd say like my tutoring career Yep. I refer to that as my teaching career, but just even on the worst days, I still want to go to work. Like I couldn't go to work the day before yesterday because I had like mild COVID symptoms and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not going to risk it. Like cancelled my morning and yep. I was crying because I couldn't go to work. 
not crying because I felt sick, crying because I, I couldn't go to work. I was like, tell tell Monique three years ago that and she would have been like, there's no way you are ever going to find something that's going to make you cry because you can't go to work. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so, so good. You're so yeah. passionate about it. I love that. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to do prac though. I'm oh, sure that will yeah. change when I do prac. Yeah. Um, well, maybe that might be the next question then. What's been one of the most hardest challenges of your teaching career so far? Is it the whole not being able to go on prac or is it something else? I think... I think limiting beliefs has been probably one of the hardest things for me. I like I got my marks back from my first year at uni and some of the subjects I just scraped by, but then some I got like a distinction in and I never would have thought I would get that. Like just, I, I don't, I think when it comes to my career, even my boss tells me this, she goes, you're so amazing. Why don't you believe that? Like, why don't you, like I get a compliment from a parent and it's like, the best thing someone's ever said to me. She goes, but I tell you that every single day and you don't believe in yourself. And I'm like, yeah. that is so true. But it's yeah. so rewarding having even teacher Graham or just people in your life that are like that, that I guess constantly like blow smoke up your bum. Like it's such a good feeling, but it's so yeah. good. That's why I always is. say. I know. And it's just like even the smallest thing, like, something that you helped a kid, you know, cross the road or something like that. And everybody around you, because, you know, you got this teacher energy about you, they just like make it into this huge thing. And you're just like, oh, I I just did that. That's all it was. What I do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I totally understand that. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Let's delve into the juicy stuff. Was there a drive for you leaving your old profession before you started teaching? don't even know where to begin with this question. So I have been out of school for, this is my sixth year out of school, which makes me feel like a grandma. So <laughs> I, I have done, I swear, my grandma thinks I've done about 50 different careers in my life. Wow. So I've done, I did a event and hospitality management degree. Yep. Then I did childcare. Then I did real estate and real estate was the job I had before teaching. And I think that was the one that really pushed me into it. I would go to work every single day crying. Yep. I just hated my job. And I come from a family and like people that I'm surrounded by that are very just like get the job done. Like my partner, he even if he's having a bad day at work, he's just like, oh, well, I've got to go. But me, I would just be like, no, I'm not, I can't go. Like I'm not going to work. So I think having that, as much as I look back at it and I think that was probably the hardest career years of my life, I'm so glad that I did have that because I think it makes me appreciate teaching more. Yeah, absolutely. But But, um, yeah, I just. Role did you have in real estate? So I was doing reception, but I worked in a real estate office that literally had three people working there. Yep. So I did reception, which I love. Like it was a really good job. It was really laid back. And I did, I was there for about two years and I did want to get my foot more into like the property management door, but I'm just not the type of person like, some real estate agents are amazing at their job, but then you have the stereotypical real estate agent. That's just not me. Like I'm just not that glamorous heels every day, makeup. Like that's just not me. Yeah. So I felt like I was in a bit of like a fake it till you make it situation. Yeah. And it came to that two year mark and then COVID hit. And I'm just like, I don't, this is not what I want to do. And my like grandma and my mum and dad had always said to me, you're so amazing with kids. Why don't you work with kids? Yeah. 
So then I was just like, took a limb, really shouldn't have now that I look back at it, but I quit my job and then COVID came literally two weeks later and I didn't know it was coming. Oh no. So I was in this really bad position of like, I was living out of home with my partner, like I couldn't afford to pay my rent. But now I look back at it and I'm like, if you hadn't have done that, you wouldn't be in the position you are now. And I would still be in a career that I don't like and I, I'm not thriving in. Yeah. Wow. How long were you in real estate for? I think it was just under two years. Wow. Yeah. Cause I've mm-hmm. heard so many things about just real estate and it's just not, you got to be a certain type of person to you know, yeah. be in real estate and you're definitely. And the, the people that do it. Yeah. The people that do it and like smash it, like good on you. Just not, I'm just not that. It's not even a nine to five job. It's like a Sunday, Saturday. Yeah. Just not, not for me, not for me. No, no, definitely not. Although like teaching and stuff, you know, they say that you shouldn't be doing work on the weekends, you know, we you do. on the teacher gram, but it's stuff that you enjoy. It's like rewarding. It's not, exactly. you know, with the real estate, you would just be answering calls and all those sorts of things. But teaching, it's like you see people on the weekends and they're, you know, doing marking, which is therefore like thriving your students and you're laminating stuff, which is obviously going to make your room look amazing. So it's stuff that's rewarding instead of just answering phone calls on the morning. I totally get exactly. that. Yeah. I called a parent back the other morning and it was like a Sunday morning and she had texted me and I called her. She goes, I'm so sorry to like contact you on the weekend. And I'm like, I wouldn't be calling you back if I didn't care. She goes, oh, it was like 9am on a Sunday morning. Like yeah. two years ago, I would have been literally turned my phone off to like avoid every call from work but I'm she was just so shocked that I answered the phone and I'm like yeah I wouldn't I though yeah like I I want to I want to work and I might not be getting paid for it I don't care I want to do it so I'll happily answer the call on the weekend yeah very because you're passionate about it and you actually care and that's the difference and it's so it's so good that you found it in teaching because now you're just gonna you know throw your passions onto little ones and you know progress the next generation love it. i love it um love so it would you say so what drew you to become a teacher would you say it's you know everybody's saying that you're so good at with kids or would you say it's more your tutoring yeah so I think like I said I had so many limiting beliefs I actually enrolled myself into teaching my first year out of school at Notre Dame in Sydney yep. and I don't know if it was the uni or just the court like that part I just hated it I was there for a semester and I hated it So I think that really put a damper on it when I was thinking of what I wanted to do with my life. I was like, I've already tried teaching. I didn't like it. And then my partner goes, maybe you just didn't like the uni. So I thought, you know, what am I, what am I going to lose trying another semester at uni, a different uni doing teaching. And yeah, so that was start of last year. And then I put up something on Facebook, like looking for nannying work. And then this lady contacted me and said, I've just seen in your um, Facebook bio that you're doing teaching at uni. She said, I'm actually a tutor. Like I have my own tutoring company and we're looking for more primary school tutors. Oh, wow. And I looked at it. I looked at it and I was just like, this is going to be the biggest fake until you make it thing. Like I, I, at school, I was never top of the grade, but I was never bottom. Like I always was just in the middle. So like, again, limiting beliefs. I just thought I can't teach kids these things. I'm not that smart. Yeah, And then I set up a meeting with her and I just thought, what am I going to lose? I'm like, just try it. If you don't like it, whatever. Thank God I did that because then that really pushed me to like get myself into teaching again. And yeah, I message her all the time and I just say literally thank you so much because you like, I was just, it was just like a really hard time 
yeah. in my life career-wise and I just didn't know. I felt so lost. Like I've got two brothers who have got, one's a firefighter, one's a pilot. Like I've got quite high standards to live up to. Not that I have to compete with them, but like I didn't want to be the, oh, Monique just does this. Like I wanted to people be proud of when they say Monique's a teacher and she's amazing at it. Like I know I'm going to be amazing at it. I've just got to get myself there and kick down these limiting beliefs I have and yeah, kind of take take on the compliments that people are giving me and think, okay, I really am amazing at this. Like some days I'm not, a, not the best, but I really am. I'm made for this job. And that's what I feel like is going to help me through bad days on prac or bad days when I am a teacher, like just knowing that I'm on the right path. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's just that, like, like you said, finding a career that you're passionate about and it's having like a, a such a set career because I feel like throughout your twenties, you're just like, you're finding your groove and you've done plenty of things to find your groove. And like, I'm getting your mid twenties now. So it's just like, you finally found what you're doing and that's what your twenties yeah. are for really. And it's good that I feel like when you get older and then you start becoming a teacher, it's going to help so much more just because you got that yeah. life experience behind you now. Like I know there's so many teachers out there and they're like, yeah, I want to finish uni and I want to be 21 with my classroom. And I didn't do that. I was like, no, thank you. I did my first two years, deferred and traveled the world. And now I'm finishing it off and I'll be 26 by the time I'm finished. But I'll it's just having, yeah, having that life experience behind you is just going to make the world of difference, I feel. And even interacting with parents 100%. too, that whole other world. 100%. That's why, that's why I feel like tutoring for me is kind of my own version of prep because I've gotten to, I've got like 15 plus students, but so I've gotten to interact with 15 different families yeah. and I've got families that are, none of them, not, all my families are amazing, but like you have different ends of the scale. Some parents that are really laid back and other ones that want updates every two minutes, which is amazing. So that's really taught me how to get out of my comfort zone and yeah, yeah I guess so be good. a teacher. So good yeah. because there's so many people who get into the profession and they're just like, oh, I didn't know this was a, a whole realm of things that you have to do when you get into the classroom. But like, you've already got that experience behind you, which is incredible. Exactly. Amazing. I've spoken to people at uni and just when you have like a little chatter and some of them have said, oh, I've never worked with kids before. And I'm like, how do you know you want to be a teacher then? And I'm like, they're like, oh, I just, I like it. And I'm like, but what if you get to your first aid teaching and realize you don't like kids? I'm like, do you have kids in your family? Have you ever like nanny or babysat? They're like, no. I'm like, are you just doing this just because you have to do something? Yeah. Or well, maybe, maybe I'm just overly passionate about it, but I'm just like, why? It's like going into a job as like a, like a PT, but you don't like exercise. Yeah. What's the point? Exactly. I don't get it. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. When I went on placement, there's, um, there was 12 of us at this one school from the same uni. And there was, I think there was at least four or five of them who were in their third year of uni and hadn't stepped into a classroom due to COVID. And there was, most of those people had never been into a classroom, hadn't interacted with kids that much. And I reckon two of them got into the classrooms and they hated every single minute of their practice. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah, it's just you need to experience these things to know what you want to do. But obviously some people would just want to take a deep dive, but yours wasn't such a deep dive because you were already tutoring. So, you know, it wasn't such a big career change for you. But, yeah, it's amazing. Do you think, um, how have you found the teaching journey so far? Very rewarding, a lot more rewarding than I thought. 
But with the whole dealing with the parents, I think I'd worked that up in my head to be something that was going to be very hard because of what I dealt with before in real estate and clientele and just you're you're there to fix people's issues. Yeah. And like essentially as a receptionist. So, but yeah, I've been really surprised by how the parents have interacted and yeah. Yeah. So good. Love that. Um, All right. Now I shared little question box on the Instagram and I shared Beautiful. of what is on our podcast today. So it's like, what made you find your love for teaching? So we can go through, we'll just share about, we'll share about three of them. Um, so we had one of them saying that the reason that she wanted to do teaching was she had an amazing schooling experience. So that's like something I never even Yeah, thought. that's so not what I had. I had, I hated school. I don't know if she meant Did primary you? school or high school, but I got bullied so badly in primary school. Oh, no. I had this stupid, I had one eyebrow and I had, you know, the braces where people have like the, I think, I can't remember what they were called, but it was literally these metal bars. I had these two big metal bars in my mouth and it would squeak when I opened. So I got called train tracks because I had like one up here and then two here. Oh no. Now it's funny, but I hated primary school. And that's why when I watched my year six video back, I was like, you idiot. Why would you want to go back to primary school? Don't say that. Don't put that out in the universe. Wow. I loved school. I think I just loved the social aspect because I'm just such an extrovert. And I was like, I just liked seeing my friends all day. And it was just like, the holidays would come up. I'm like, oh, when's the next time I'm going to see them? And then it's a bit dramatic. So dramatic. Wow. Yeah. It's something I never even thought of. Hey. Um, Yeah. It said um, her family history. She said she's a learner herself and she's always loved sharing that with others. So maybe people in her family are teachers. You don't have anybody in your family that's a teacher? No. I have a lot of people in my family who, like, have worked with kids before and I did. delved into a bit of the special needs when I was a nanny. I have quite a few people in my family like that, but I don't think anyone's a teacher. I mean, if anyone in my family is listening, so sorry if I forgot, but. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, oh gosh, imagine if you've just forgotten like that one auntie that's actually a teacher and you're just like, oh gosh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and not, oh, total opposite end of the spectrum. Somebody said that they had horrendous teachers at school, so they had no good ones. So they just wanted to fill that gap. Oh, I had good teachers. I remember my, in year three, I went overseas on my first holiday and I came back and it was our Easter hat parade. And I had this one teacher, Mrs. Notley, and oh my God, I loved that woman more than anything in the world. And I got back to this Easter hat parade and someone had t- decided to tell me on the Easter hat parade that Mrs. Notley had left and I need to find these photos, but I have a photo of me walking around with my stupid little Easter egg hat on and I was bawling my eyes out. Oh Apparently, my God. Apparently I was a mess. I was a mess. And I'm like, if that didn't scar me to never want to be a teacher, because I can't imagine doing that to a kid. Like if a kid looked at me the way I looked at her and then I left, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. When this podcast goes live, you need to post that photo. (laughs) I need to to post a photo. I need to find Mrs. Notley. I need to tell her how much I love her. And how much she traumatized you when she left you. (laughs) I I think if you're listening, we're going to find you. I think she had told people while I was away or before I'd left and said, don't tell Monique because she knew how upset I was going to be. So yeah, if you're listening, 
You broke my heart. You were the first person. It wasn't a boy, it was you. You broke my heart. <laughs> Mrs. Nolly, we'll find you. <laughs> I'm coming. Hilarious. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, that's all the questions that we have. Thank you so much, lovely, for jumping on. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited for this to go live, and I'm so excited to see that bunny, that bunny hat. Thank you for having me. I know I need to find it. My mom really... She came through with the hats though. She, we, I had this like pink cowboy hat yeah. and then she spray painted it and would put those little chickens on it and it was cute. I she can't. really came through with the hats, but I need to find that photo. I'm going to have to find it somewhere. You have to find it. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you guys would like to follow Monique on the gram, she is at Learning with Miss Monique, but that will be down in the show notes for you guys. Thanks, Monique. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I can't wait for this to be out and we laugh at myself. (laughs) I love it so much. All right. Thanks, lovely.